All right, I want to welcome on my next guest. We've got a very special guest. We've got Ravens legend, all-time rushing leader, Tennessee Volunteers legend, Super Bowl champion, and one of the eight members of the NFL's 2000 Rushing Yard Club. Ladies and gentlemen, one of the greatest running backs of all time, Mr. Jamal Lewis. Jamal, is everything going for you? Hey, got glad to, glad to be here. Glad to be here. Thanks for having me. Absolutely, absolutely. So how, how's everything going for you? Still a crazy year, COVID still going on. How are you guys managing? How's everything been? Everything's good, man. I think everything's changed. So I think that's happened with everybody around the around the country and around the world too, right? Uh, but uh, a lot of adjusting and and getting through it and uh, dealing with the kids and you know adjusting our schedules and and everything. So uh, I think it just slowed everybody down. But uh, you know, think it's uh, it's a bad situation. But you know, you got to make a good out of a bad. And I think uh, just being around the kids and hanging and uh, being able to get some stuff done, it's all good. Yeah, and so we just wrapped up NFL season. Uh, Tampa Bay won the Super Bowl. I don't think anybody saw that coming. What were your thoughts on the season as a whole, the Super Bowl and with the Ravens? Never would have thought that that uh, Tom Brady would be in the Super Bowl with with the Bucks, but at the same time, that's Tom Brady, right? And uh, he, he proved all of us uh, what type of leader and what type of champion he really is and what type of player he is. So uh, glad for that. But uh, it was a crazy season, man. Um, uh, the Ravens, you know, my 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 team, they kind of fell short, but it did get to the to to the playoffs, whatever. But I don't think we just had the firepower to really make it happen. But I think we're uh, we're rebuilding and and adding some good 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 pieces to the puzzle. And uh, I'm sure Ozzie Newsom won't let you know let 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 us down. Do Do you think they still need a number one receiver, or do you think that guy's already on the roster? Uh, I think they do need a, a number one receiver. They need a real number one receiver. Uh, Somebody that's uh, you know got the got the height and got the speed that can open it up and go go get it you know and, and be a good target out there uh, down the field you know um, I think we got everything covered you know in the in the intermediate area um, of course in the running back position I think we got that covered uh, but you know just if we can probably make a few additions to that that offensive line and uh, and yeah a big big time big playmaker wide receiver which I think that should be somebody. Uh, Maybe a, a free agent versus a draft pick, but but we'll see. There are some good kids in the draft. What are your thoughts on J.K. Dobbins after his first year? Oh, man, I think he had a good year. I think he had a good year. I think he balled, man. I think um, uh, good team, the right team to be with. You want to run the ball, and uh, uh, you know they had a great backfield. But I think he carried the load pretty well. And the one other uh, current Ravens question I want to ask you: So your former teammate T. Martin joined the coaching staff. What were your thoughts on that? What do you think he could bring to the team? Oh yeah, T. Yeah, man, that was a good. That was a good addition. I think um, it's good to see him move up. You know, from the college, from the college ranks. Um, I think he he's got a lot of experience in that area, and uh, he knows the position. Uh, I think it's less recruiting for him now, so that's probably he's probably happy about that. But I think that's a good organization. Um, actually, Oz Newsom, you know, he's from he's from he's from Alabama uh, as well. So and he went to Alabama, so he's big on Alabama. So I'm really not surprised that uh he actually bought tn you know since he's a he's a mobile boy so uh but you know i think he's happy i have spoken with him since then or whatever and uh it's uh it's a good 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 place for him to be i think good coaching staff and a great organization you know steve bishotti and and uh dick cast president and everybody there yeah so i want to ask you about your career a little bit how did you end up at tennessee how did i end up at tennessee uh well my first choice was nebraska uh then uh I uh, visited uh, LSU, I visited Texas, 
well, I didn't visit Texas. It was LSU, um, Nebraska, Tennessee, and Michigan. Uh, but Tennessee was, um, I think Peyton was still going, he's still there. He had just, I think on my visit, the next day he had just announced that he was staying for his, um, staying another year uh, and was going to be there. So it was just a great fit. Jay Graham had just left. So uh, the opportunity was there. You know, the opportunity to be able to go in and play uh, right away or at least compete for the starting job was there. So I um, felt like it was a good fit. I think I saw in an interview, did you said that um, David Cutcliffe kind of like instilled with you kind of like more of a work ethic and kind of kind of said, hey, why don't you see what Peyton's doing? Was that, what, how'd that work out? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. That was uh, basically with Cutcliffe. You know, Cutcliffe was a real good offense coordinator. I was under him. Uh, but I can just recall that 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 day in practice uh, as a freshman. And uh, he told me that I, I would never play for him. And I was like, why? You know, and then he said, you know, you're you're not a uh, you're not a practice player. And he said, if you want to see what a practice player looked like and what I'm talking about, look at number 16 uh, tomorrow at practice. And you watch Peyton, he's just firing it off. And like everything is 100% game speed and just everything serious. And I think since that day, you know, it's been, you know, in practice, took it a little more serious and uh, just gave more effort in practice and just, just knowing just, hey, look, you never know you know, who's watching and, um, hey, you got to you gotta go out there and give you all, you know, to prepare, uh, you know, prepare, you know, uh, better. And um, and that was it. What's, what's your favorite story about Peyton from you guys, the year you guys spent together? Uh, my favorite story that I tell about Peyton is um, when he came to my room in, um, in uh, training camp, well, training camp, but camp, two a days. And I knocked him at the door and I just thought it was a prank or whatever. But he came in and uh, he basically said, you want to you want to really play or you want to start, you know. And he said, you know, if you got to if you want to play, you need to you got to protect me. So he wrote down all of these. I wish I had them today, but he wrote down all of these plays uh, and protections that we ran. And uh, I ran all this stuff in high school, too. So it was just funny. Uh, but I just, you know, it was going to run his course anyway. Right. Uh, but he said, you got to know these plays. And we went down, we went down them and everything. And then he said, hey, look, uh, if you can know these plays, <clears throat> if you can run these and, and, and know them and protect me, he said, you'll be, I promise you, you'll be starting by the fourth game of the season. And and uh, I didn't know it, but that was after the uh, Florida Florida game. Uh, so usually that's that's when you get your break anyway. But uh but I ended up, you know, starting, you know, after that game. So it worked out. So what, what do you remember about the 97, the SEC championship against Auburn? Against Auburn, 1997 SEC championship. Uh, Takeo Spikes, um, they had a great, uh, great, they had a great defense. Um, the, the quarterback, uh, Damian Craig, I think, was it? I think Damian Craig was his, was the, quarterback uh, at the time I want to say it. but yeah they had, they had a lot of talent they, they were supposed to be there but it was a tough game it wasn't easy um <clears throat> but hey we made it happen we got through it in my hometown so it was good to really good to be here that's awesome I have a question what was your draft process like did you know Baltimore was looking at you um no I didn't really well I did know Baltimore needed a running back when I came out uh, but there was probably 10 teams that needed running backs at the time uh, I think almost I want to say maybe close to five, close to five guys went, you know, in the first round to early second round, you know. Uh, but I didn't know, uh, but I kind of had a little 
I don't know. I had a feeling that 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 they, but they didn't really show me a lot of attention because I guess you know in the draft process it's more of a um, you don't want to give show your hand, right? Uh, especially when you got other teams needing that same position, and if they would have shown the hand, then maybe somebody else would have took me. Uh, but they had the fifth pick in the draft, and uh, I didn't know but they had a fifth and a tenth pick, so I didn't know if I would go as high as I did. But I knew they had two spots, so that was two chances. But Arizona, I think they were needing a running back at the time. It was the Giants um, and one other team. But they were all, you know, all in the first round early. So, uh, but the Ravens end up end up taking me. And uh, after that, coach, you know, he told me he said he said I, we wanted you the whole time. So uh, it was a good feeling. But yeah, a lot of guys. Ron Dane uh, was in that class. Uh, Thomas uh, Tom, Thomas Jones. Um, uh, the kid from Seattle, Seattle Seahawks, um, with Alabama. Uh, he well, was uh, Alexander. Alexander. Yep, he was in that in that class. Uh, J.R. Redmond. So it was a lot. It was a lot of running backs, you know, in that class. So uh, good to be in that in that good group. Did I see that that when you came to Baltimore right after you were drafted, that was the first time you ever been to the city? Oh yeah, yeah. I had never really been to the Northeast. Period. You know. Um, that was a uh, that was a experience, but it was a good place. Baltimore is a good place. Uh, good seafood, you know. I think it's a good part of the country. Uh, it gets cold, but not as cold as uh, Cleveland was actually. But it was uh, it was a good place. Good fans, uh, but most most of all, it was the organization. So you know, I was there for a job. I was there to work. So it really wasn't about the city more than it was more about hey you know, go in and, and get it done and, and do your job. So I lived out in. Um, old court area, Liberty. Okay, yeah, yeah. Um, I lived closer to the new facility now. Okay. So I was right there. So it wasn't too much going on yeah. out that way, right? So uh, yeah. so I was kind of confined and it was it was cool. Yeah, that's awesome. I have a question. What was your favorite kind of low-key food spot to go either in Baltimore or around Old Court Owens Mills area that like even like when you recent when you visit more recently, like you always make sure to stop by? Uh go to Jimmy's, you know, Jimmy's seafood. Uh, see, Jim Harbaugh just did a did a big thing there the other day. He bought everybody's uh, bought everybody's dinner, which is nice. Uh, but yeah, I um, that that was Jimmy's, and I went to uh, uh, there's another restaurant downtown. I uh, mean, Captain's. Um, oh, I know Captain James. About. Captain yeah, yeah, James, right on the water. The boat, the boat right there on the corner, right there yeah. on the water. Yeah. yeah so yeah, awesome. I used to go there a lot. I used to go there a lot too, but. Uh, you know, it's, it's a nice place. You know, they got different little pockets, right? Like yeah. you got the 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 square, and you got um, uh, Phil's Point. You know, which is blown up and it's real nice area now, right? <clears throat> but yeah, I like I like it. I like it. it's a good good place to good place to go and uh, hang out. Remember, remember uh, ESPN Zone throwback. ESPN. Oh yeah, yeah, right. It's good. <laughs> Whatever right happened there on to that. Yeah, right yeah. there on the water right there. I used, to, I used to love that place. It was yeah. a great place, you know. Phillips over there in Hard Rock, they have everything over there right now. They got yeah. yeah, yeah. I don't I don't really go over there too much now, but it's a lot of stuff down there. Yeah. They're building they really That's got awesome. the harbor looking nice. That's awesome. Um, what, what was your kind of like getting to training camp first time? What was your kind of first experience with that? Was that a relatively easy for you or was it a little bit of a difficult process kind of getting adjusted to the pro game? Uh no, it really wasn't that it really wasn't that hard to get adjusted to when you went in. Um, especially coming from Tennessee, you know, big time football, uh, big program. So you're going into another uh, big organization now versus a program, right? Um, and, you know, being with uh, um, Steve Bishotti, you know, who was the minority owner at the time when I went in, 
Um, but um, uh, what? Uh, shoot, uh, the the Ozzy Newsome, you know, being there or whatever, uh, being that he brought us in, Ray Lewis, Sarah Goosa, you had a lot of big veterans there, right? Um, uh, Rod Woodson and Shannon Sharp, you know, a lot of these guys were there, so it was really a, a good makeup of a team, a championship caliber team, right? Because you had that mix of youth and experience, you know, and he had the, the new ball coach who had been there for a couple of years uh, in Billick, um, who was pretty much a good coach, took care of us. Uh, Art, you know, Art Modell as the, the owner at the time, you know, his family owned the organization at the time. And he was just a great, great owner, you know, great person, he knew how to take care of, of his players and his team. And, uh, but it wasn't that hard to really get adjusted. No, the on-field stuff wasn't that hard. Um, you know, plays, I never, it never was hard to really grasp plays. It wasn't that difficult, you know, you know really. Uh, luckily, it wasn't that difficult because we didn't have – we had Tony Banks at the time, so we didn't have a really big open playbook, you know, at the time. So, uh, it was pretty pretty vanilla, but, it, you know, got it done, you know. So, but uh, it was uh, it was a fun time going in that, that, that rookie year. It was different. You know, being in a place that I've never been before, but uh, but hey, as long as we was playing football, I was I was good. So I reached out, I reached out a couple of days ago to, to Quadra Ismail, who I've had on the show before, and I said, "Hey, I'm interviewing Jamal Lewis in a couple of days. Do you have any funny stories I should ask him about?" And he said, "Bring up," he said, "Bring up rookie hazing and Ruth Chris." What do you remember about that? Oh, rookie hazing! Oh my God! Like just we everybody used to go to Ruth Chris because that was the most expensive place almost in town, right? So, so when you take rookies in there, it's like, it's like, hey man, you got, you know, they're ordering all kind of champagne and and especially as a first rounder, they really want to get deep in your pockets. Uh, but you know, you have guys just showing up out of nowhere because they know it's the rookies paying or taking up the tab. So uh, it was just, you know, just period. You know, we had our we have our running back you know, rookie hazing, and then they had wide receivers had their own thing or whatever, but it was just the craziest thing when you would have that and guys would like or, order like shots of, of Louis to Louis, you know, like just high-end, high-end stuff, and then that tab comes, it's like $15,000. It's like, no, this is not right, right? So a lot of that went on, and that happened pretty much with all of us across the board, you know, in our groups, but that was uh happy. I only had to do that once. Yeah, I would go up to the, the waitress and say, "Hey, separate checks." Just remember. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> I don't think yeah, gonna, good that luck. Not gonna ha- ain't gonna happen. Um, right. Who? Um, um, so fast forward to the. Oh, I want to fast forward to to Super Bowl. I've I never talked. I was talking to Quadri. Um, you got. What did you feel during the game? Like, all right, like this. This is gonna be a walk in the park. Like, there's it's not a contest. Oh, um, we knew our defense. We knew what they could bring to the table. Right. We knew um, uh, that it was going to be hard to move the ball on them. But, you know, as offense, we had to do our job. We had to do what we needed to do. Uh, but when we went out and um, deal for a hit, hit, um, he hit uh, the wide receiver uh, across the middle uh, for the touchdown, I think that it was like, it was like, wow. Because we, were, we weren't used to just throwing passes for touchdowns, right? So, uh, and that happened so quick. But when we when that happened, we just kind of knew that we had a lead with the defense we had. If we had a lead, it was going to be you know it was going to be tough because uh, they weren't going to let too many plays get by. Uh, but it ended up you know getting down to it because we didn't continuously score, uh, but we maintained the the clock uh, possession, uh, time possession, and 
it was, um, you know, we maintained our, our time possession and everything and, and, you know, they just couldn't catch up. Uh, but, but when that happened and I think they, they ran the, ran the kickoff back. Right. And we came back and ran, uh, Jermaine Lewis ran the, the kickoff back and put us right back up. We just knew it was, it was over. It was over. It was our, it was our day. Correct me if I'm wrong. They beat, um, Randall Cunningham and the Vikings to get to the Super Bowl. Well, they did what now? They they beat the Vikings in the in the uh, in the NFC uh, Championship. York? Yeah, does that did they beat the Vikings? I don't I don't I couldn't even I couldn't even tell you. I don't even know. I know I, I don't know. I, I I don't know, but I just know that they were they were they were real good. You know, in in the NFC, you know, they were real good. <laughs> they kind of matched up, right? They they had a great defense. They did have a great defense, uh, but. Um, I don't know Collins and and I think uh, you know it just it, it just I don't know they could, AFC man is strong man. I just have to I, I'm biased but it's strong so it's it's hard. Pretty sure the new Dolphins coach was on that Giants team, Dan Campbell. Really? I don't I don't yeah, know. I was looking at that. I didn't mean to <laughs> and then so um, I wanted to so fast forward to 03, uh, best season of your career. So I, I was some I was reaching out to some Ravens fans because obviously everybody's remember. So in the game, and you had two, you had two ninety five against um, Cleveland. Yeah, okay, so two ninety five. You broke Corey Dillon's single game rushing record. Um, you had there was a holding penalty that cost you sixty yards, which right, right that would have put you it, towards the end of the game close to three fifty already, kind of leaving that single game rushing record out of reach. And then if you would have added that on at the end of the season, you would have broken Eric Dickers, Eric Dickerson's rushing record. Have you ever reached right. out to Eric Dickerson or Adrian Peterson, who has since surpassed you to say like, Hey, like you're lucky there was, if you're that flag. Oh yeah. You know, we, we talked about it. We talked about that um, just because of how short I was, but you know, they actually played a prank on him um, about that actual play because they know it was questionable. And I think, after that game or yeah, after that game, cause you know, they go back through all the stats, you know, they go through all the stats, you know, and just make sure that penalties didn't take stats from certain guys, whatever. And they actually told Eric Dixon that I had, um, that they had took that, 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 that holding penalty back and, and it, it was off. So therefore the numbers ended up <laughs> being added back to my, my stats. And he and he was just flipped. He said he just flipped, and and they told him that it was they was just joking. But but uh, but he was worried, man. He was worried. It's hard to give up that top spot. I don't think I don't think anybody ever break that that number. Unbelievable. That's that's fun. they should have like let it like get maybe like three days later. Told him, hey, we're just kidding. <laughs> yeah, let, right. Let yeah, kick in a little bit. Yeah, that would have been fantastic. Um, what player that you played against, like the defender, would you least like? Would you least want to get hit by again? Um, I think that would be uh Sean Taylor, man. Sean Taylor, he was a great, he was a great player. He was a great player. He would have he would have went on to do some big things, but uh man, he was a hard hitter, you know, even as even as a rookie, he was a hard hitter. I can remember coming through the hole and he just came and just smacked me. And I was just like, Who was that? And it was like that's Sean Taylor. And I was like, the, the rookie? And it was like, Yeah. And so, but he had a hard hit and um uh, he was a good he was a good player, but I think him. And just one more would be Warren Sapp, I would think. Warren Sapp was – he was a pretty – he was a pretty interesting and vicious player on the D-line. Do you think he got snubbed for MVP that year? Did I? Yeah. 
Uh, no, I don't think I got snubbed for MVP, man. Um, I think that you had uh, you had Peyton Manning, who threw for who knows how many touchdowns, and then you had um, uh, uh, Steve McNair, same thing, threw for a bunch of yards. So I think since they had to share it, like they should have gave it to somebody. And so I think that's the only reason I should have got it. But they shared it. You know what I mean? Like I was like, really, you're gonna share? It? You know? So. But uh, it was all right. Those are two great players, man. May he rest in peace. And uh, Peyton keep continuing doing what he's doing. But good, good, good guys and good, good class to be in. I can say that. Absolutely. Um, which which of the running backs in the league today do you think kind of mirror your game the most? Um, some would probably say the Derrick Henry, but I would say um, hmm, man. I don't, I don't, I don't really know, man. I don't, I don't really know. That's a good thing not to know because nobody just stands out, right? Yeah, it makes so, you a little different. But uh, I don't know, I don't know. But they're hearing probably the most. But I think I might be just a little bit more elusive. I don't know. What about Nick Chubb on the Browns? That's a good one, Chubb. Yeah, Chubb, Chubb, Chubb moved about like I moved. I think he's about he's about that size. He's and he's he's put on some speed, man. Like. Yeah. I don't know if after that knee injury, you know, he kind of needed a little time to, but it seemed like he just got in the rhythm and, and his first step, man, he could go. So I, I, that's a good one. That's cool. He's well, a Georgia was, boy. Yeah. I can't believe he came back from that knee injury. It was one of the worst I've ever seen, but he's doing fantastic. Um, right. What was that rivalry with the Steelers like? What was it like as, as, as a starting running back? Oh, uh, the Steelers, man, that was just one of those games where you knew you had to pack your lunch. You knew you had to lace your boots up and it was going to be, a dog fight all single day, all day, right? So um, it was that, that was a great rivalry, man. I, I miss that rivalry. That's one of the get the, some of the games that you always remember because they're like your nemesis and they know all your weaknesses and you play them twice a week and the fans hate each other and it's just uh, it's just one of those great rivalries that I think will be around uh, for a long time. But just physical. That was just a physical physical ball game. Awesome. That's awesome. Um, I wanted to ask you, um, somebody somebody asked me, and I think it was a dumb question, figured I'd ask you, did you, Jermaine, and Ray ever have like a Lewis meeting? <laughs> what about Marvin? You left Marvin out of there. Oh, that, that, wow. <laughs> you left Marvin Lewis out of there. Yeah. But no, no, man, we didn't have, no, we didn't have a Lewis meeting. Um, <laughs> but we had to have a meeting about what our, who was going to get the actual last name. I think Ray, he got Lewis. And then Jermaine had J-E, and I had J-A. So, you know, but Ray was the, he was the man. So he he got to keep the, just the full last name. When, when you were matching up with Peyton and the Colts, was there always kind of like an added rivalry since you guys played together in Knoxville? No, not really, not really, no. But, but man, it was always good playing against him, um, you know, seeing him work and um, hopefully hoping that we would get the, 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 better end of the stick but i think that happened a couple of times but that was a good good game we played them in the playoffs a few times you know a couple of times actually i think and um you know you always want to want to beat one of your old teammates you know? so what was it like um getting when you got inducted into the ravens ring of honor oh uh, it was cool it was cool it rained that day but it was good in baltimore rain yeah right yeah right it, yeah it uh it was, it was good to get recognized you know in front of um in front of uh, the, the fans and everything at a game, my family was there and everything. So it was uh, it was pretty cool to get your name put up in the 
in the Raptors up there. It was uh, it's cool. It's cool to go see it now, and uh, people send me pictures when they go to a game. You know, hey, but um, that's a it's a good it's a good thing to be recognized. Luckily, it was a, a new franchise, and it's good to be a part of that history. And I'm like one of the old guys, you know, now. So, and we got a Super Bowl. So the first Super Bowl we brought to Baltimore. So that's uh, you, they they always remember you, you know. Um, NFL drafts coming up in a month and a half. Are there any guys in the Vols people should keep an eye on? Oh man, we I don't know, our year we had a very bad year, right? So honestly, I don't I don't really I don't really know. I think they did have a a big D lineman or uh, I forgot. I don't really keep up that 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 much. You know what's going on? We've had a, we've had a a string of bad years, you know. So, so I got a sour taste in my mouth, but it's all good. Um, but no, nah, I haven't really kept up with those guys. Oh, cool. I don't know well, what's coming out. And then I wanted to ask you so, Buyer Connected, your company, how did that kind of come together? What can you talk about a little bit what you guys do and how people can find you guys and uh, check you guys out? Uh, basically, uh, man, we started up, you know, about five, six years ago. Um, basically, you know, do installations and fixtures for big box retail companies. So, Anything from the standpoint of store resets or uh, rollouts or um, any display needs or um, transportation, uh, you know, solutions that's needed uh, within the retail, you know, supply chain or whatever. Um, that's basically what we do. So, you know, basically a solutions based company. Um, we're based here in Atlanta, Georgia. Uh, we have, you know, uh, pretty, pretty nice size clients uh, that we do do work for and have a workforce and you know, pretty much over a thousand guys around the country that we work with and put guys to work and everything. So pretty, pretty, pretty good deal. Um, but our website is buyer connected, B-U-I-E-R connected.com. Um, like I said, we're based here in Atlanta. Um, everything you need to know is there on LinkedIn. Uh, you can find us there too. And um, um, yeah. And, uh, you know, our CEO is Rob Cutie. I uh, think who you reached out to and who you've met. Uh, but yeah, we're doing some good things, man. It's been a, it's been, a, it's been a tough year, but it's been, you know, a good year putting guys to work and, uh, you know, doing our part, you know, in the economy and everything, too. So uh, it's good. It's, good. It's, it's been a good one, I must say. That's awesome. And then I want to ask you, um, so how can people find you on social media, keep up with you and keep up with everything you're doing? Oh, my um, my Instagram is Jamal31Lewis. Uh, my Facebook is Lewis 31 um, LinkedIn, you can find me there or whatever, but. Uh, but yeah, that's where that's where I'll be socially. Yeah, cool, cool, cool. Well, this has been a blast. I really appreciate you taking the time to talk for a few minutes. Uh, can't wait for next season because I'm getting tired. Like, people are like, oh, baseball's coming back. I'm watching baseball. I need football <laughs> coming back. 